<laughs> All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. So this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode. I hope you are in it to win it with us on this one. Uh, we have decided to go over, I guess, just my journey in general as an entrepreneur, um, having three different recruiting companies, uh, moving and shaking over here. So we're going to go over the rise first, because uh, what has happened is there's been a rise. There has been a fall and a mighty big one, and then there is a comeback. And so we're going to do it uh, November, December, and have the comeback January, of course, because that's a you know new year. Um, so let's get into it. What's going on, Taylor? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. It's been already a morning, I feel. Technical yeah. difficulties. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Well, and I'm really excited about these episodes because I feel like this is a story people want to hear. This is the real shit, real spit. The rise, fall, and then there definitely will be a comeback. There always is a comeback. There has to be a comeback. But I think this is the kind of this is the kind of stuff that our, our listeners want to hear about is that not everything's rainbows and butterflies. Tell us about your journey because they see you have all the success, the millionaire recruiter. But I know that wasn't easy to get there. And I'm really, really excited for our listeners to stay until the end to hear your broke to boss tip of the week based on the rise. So let's like get right into it. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long underrated industry that's full of quote unquote experts. All right. Well then let's take this show to the road. So, um, start with my first question. Just kind of tell us a little bit, you know, what made you start your first agency? Tell us about that journey to get to that point. All right. So it's a big one. And I actually do talk about it um, in the book. If you guys haven't gotten the Millionaire Recruiter book, it's such a, like a 60 little page read. Um, It actually upset my mother. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, cause I, I basically talked about like where I got, um, like why I was money motivated. I've been money motivated. I feel like since birth and it was from her and she took it as a, as a negative. Um, but it was really a positive. So anyways, that's, that's a whole separate tangent. Um, but your I mom think- is a whole separate episode, by the way, <laughs> My she's a whole separate should- guest. You know what? We should have my mom here. She would be thrilled. She would be tickled. She's so cute. Just for the listeners, she sends me a text. She's like, oh my God, how long have you known Taylor? And why do I know her? <laughs> like just a year. She's like, oh yep. my God, we have, I have to meet her. Uh, she's so cute. Um, so how did I start the agency? I have been a recruiter for a year. I loved it. Um, I was like 22, I think I was making, you know, over a hundred grand. Um, I had just got off of, uh, I was at Finum, which was a fashion school. Like I thought I was going to be this crazy, awesome designer. Then I realized you needed money. <laughs> uh, and I was like, how do I get money? Okay. I'm going to bartend. That's fun. Uh, drank too much, too many taxis took all of my money. So <laughs> then uh, I'm like, all right, here's recruiting. Cool. Which is a whole separate episode. Um, but anyway, started doing really well, started making a lot of money. And then, um, I didn't like, I guess, um, my boss's point of view, which he was like, you, you, you couldn't share, um, any of the stuff that you were, you were going through. Like if I learned something on LinkedIn, if I learned something on dice, we were on job boards at that time. It's like, I couldn't share that information. I wasn't allowed to teach anyone anything. And it was just really odd. So then it kind of Wait, developed. Oh yeah. Sorry. I may ask some yeah. questions as you go, but yeah. what was his reasoning for that? So it was a very sharky environment. He just didn't want, he just basically wanted the strong to survive and the weak to die. Like that was kind of. Wow. He sounds like yeah. somebody I want to get to know. <laughs> Fuck. He's actually, you know? You know, he's actually a great guy in theory. <laughs> oh no. He's, he's ta- <laughs> he taught me a lot. Um, so that I'm thankful for. But yeah, I think it was just an old school way of recruiting. I mean, he used to talk about the good old days with his Rolodex. You know, yeah, um, yeah, but but I, I I don't know. Like I think anyone that started recruiting a long time ago, you or any sales, it was like you worked out of fear of losing your job on like totally a crisis. Yeah, so we we had a call sent. Uh, we had like so he had this little room in the office that um, he would go. He would bring his little notepad and he would write down our calls, how many calls every single person did, how long they were. You had to have a two hour phone count every day. Yeah, it was crazy. 
Did you, did yeah. you have to go through that? You forget I started my recruiting journey at Robert Half. So yes, yeah. that's, yeah. That. so we had all, the, but that's what I don't understand is because the, the leader's success, like all of our success just made our leader that much more successful. So I'm not really, I still don't really understand why he wouldn't let you share different tools and things you learned that are going to help the team be successful or more successful, which in turn makes him more successful. It still doesn't make sense to me, but. Well, so, okay, well, let me take a step back as I, I okay. feel like, cause this is why. So when I first started, they had like all these different job boards. Um, okay. They had Dice, they had Monster, they had Yahoo, they had what Career Builder and like mm -hmm. one more. And everyone would get in the job board, uh, get in the morning at like six in the morning and they would just scrape the job boards and literally spam out resumes without talking to anybody. Like that was the game. And so I was like, okay, great. Like, I'm like, I'm there for that. Like I'm coming in. Like, I didn't know any better. I'm coming in. And because I was the low woman on totem pole, I didn't have a job board. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, just twiddling my thumbs. What the hell do I do? And LinkedIn recruiter did not exist then and barely LinkedIn existed. So now I'm feeling old. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I got in and there was this one job board dice. No one ever went on. I was like, can I use this? And they were like, yeah, I guess, but there's nothing on there. And so all of a sudden my first month I made three placements and it was off mm -hmm. of dice. And everyone was like, who the fuck are you basically? And I was like, what? I'm just celebrating. Like I'm for sure a woohoo girl. So can you imagine back then in my twenties, I was really a woohoo girl. <laughs> and you still I have a gong to this day, but like, what I was do. that? What was that back then? I get, was it the size of a wall? I can only imagine. It was, it was pretty damn big. <laughs> it was massive. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I, I three placements right at the bat. And trust me, like I was an asshole. My shit didn't stink. I let everybody know, like, you know, so nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> this is what we do guys. We fuck with each other, but yeah. <laughs> no, I can definitely be an asshole. Uh, I actually, my brother for Christmas gave me a book a few years ago. Assholes finish first. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write it? Did you? <laughs> my, it for is that why he gave it to you? <laughs> my family loves me. <laughs> I got to meet them. I really have to meet them. Uh, I, I don't know. Either you're going to be like, I'm moving in or fuck. I can't stand them over 24 hours, but uh, no, they're, they're a good group of people. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so, so uh, obviously they took dice away from me. Right. So they were like, screw you, Brianna. Again, we're going to take dice away from you. Like you, um, this is obviously you found a great job board. And now what's funny is dice was always known to be the software engineer job board. Mm -hmm. So that's right. kind of funny. They didn't do their fucking homework. Uh, so then I was like, shit, now I have literally no tools. So I went on LinkedIn. No one went on LinkedIn. So I taught myself how to use LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And again, it was like, all right, keep this shit to yourself, Brianna. So I start, kept making more placements and more placements. And I was ended up being the top person that year. And I was like, hey, and so people are coming to me. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll teach you. And I literally got pulled into a meeting from my boss and said, Brianna, you should not share secrets. What are you doing? And it, he was trying to look out for me, which I thought was kind of crazy. So he was not looking out for his team, but he was looking out for me. That's why I said he's kind of a good guy. It was had like good intentions. It's just, why are we not working together? It was crazy. Right. It was crazy. And so um, we had a few different teams because I think in agency, and I, I, I'm wondering what other agency um, owners think of this, but basically once you get too big of a team, you become less efficient. And especially in agency recruiting. And so if you're more than eight people, it's too big. So as we got mm. bigger and bigger, he just kind of split us up into groups and we were still named the same. Well, sorry, we changed the company name, but we were still by the same owner. Shady. I love it. Good for him. Okay. So, <laughs> so then I got to the, I got to the point where I had a different manager and she was feisty as fuck. And we just mm. got into, we got into it one day. And mm. she, um, she questioned my integrity and I was like, mm -mm. like, I might be an asshole, but I am an honest asshole. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not having that. And so I, again, I've just always had, I just, I think last, I do first and think last and, um, I walked out. So I literally just said, I'm out, I'm done. It was a Friday. It shocked everyone. I had a lot of, uh, some of my best friends actually worked there. I, I got everybody to work there basically. So I knew everyone really well, walked out, didn't tell anyone, took all my shit and I was gone. Had no plan. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I was out. Like they crossed the line in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so of course, then my boss is like, uh, hi, what are you doing? And I, and I told him the whole story. I told him what happened to me and my manager. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And, um, he said, okay, 
this was a Friday. He's like, let me figure stuff out. Don't do anything. I will call you Tuesday. Cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, all of uh, all of my friends from work and stuff, we all went out that night. We partied. We got drunk. They're like, you quit your job. I'm like, yeah, quit my job. Cool. That's cool. My mom's sobbing. Why would you leave your job? You're making so much money. What are you going to do? And then the next night, I went out with my stepdad, who is, was, is an entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. He's still an entrepreneur. He's super successful. My dad also owned his own business. And um, so we were at a Laker game. And he's like, hey, what? Um, what can your boss do for you that you can't do for yourself? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mic drop on that one. And yeah. I sat, sat there. And of course, again, being like 24 years old, I'm like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, naturally nothing. And I was like, yeah. And so I was still kind of like, whatever. He's like, well, maybe you want to go off on your own. And I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, whatever. And uh, so Tuesday came, I was like super ready to be like, all right, well, I'm obviously getting a promotion and going back to work and all those things. And uh, he didn't call. (laughs) Crickets, nothing. And I was like, fuck. So wild hair at my ass, Wednesday morning, I started Techies. Literally got dice, got my LinkedIn situated, did all this shit. He called mid-Wednesday. And, and I'm what? like, and said, okay, uh, want you back? I figured it out. Da, 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 da. And I was like, sorry, I just started my own, my own company. So do, you uh, didn't have any kind of non-compete or anything like that where you could go do that? Yeah. So I had, I mean, you do, um, it's, it's hard to, you know, withhold anyway, especially in California, but well, I, anywhere. yeah. I, yeah, well, anywhere. Um, yeah. But I made sure that I did it right. And I didn't contact any of my old of course. Um, yeah. clients. I not clients anything. Like I was like really, really good about it. Um, and then if obviously if people reach out to you, they reach out to you. Like that's yeah. whatever. But I yeah. wanted to make my mark and I wanted to make it in a very honest way. Like that yeah. was my thing. I wanted to prove to everyone and basically like I can do this and I'm gonna do it the right way. Because yeah. I think I've been doing recruiting the wrong way for a long time. So going back to what you said about, okay, you had, you're like my manager and then my boss. So you had, there's a, like a layer there. There was a a woman. Okay. So explain that to me. Why, why did you report to him and her? Just trying to make it make sense. Oh, interesting. I actually, this might make sense to you then why I I feel like there's no lines. Um, he was, he owns the company. Like we always, he was always the guy. So a good example of that is, um, who actually called me to have an interview was this other manager who actually um, still owns a recruiting business today. He's a great guy. Uh, He called me and I was going to be on his team. And then um, my boss comes or the owner of the company comes in as like, you know, kind of like the main decision guy. And he really liked me. And (laughs) what a shyster. I didn't even think about all this stuff, but he, he sits there and he was like, okay, so we really want you to join. We're thinking you're going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. They always hire two people at once because statistically 50% of recruiters work out. True. Yep. And uh, so he was like, hey, do you want to go on Matt's team or do you want to go on my team? And I was like, is this a trick question? Right? Because Yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, well, you're the owner, right? I want to go on your team. And he was like, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, cool. <laughs> so, that's so funny. So, so you, I, you always had that like relationship with them mm-hmm. and then they just essentially put someone in charge of, you know, like the, the hub. No, I get, I get it now that you yeah. said he's the owner. Cause it's like, he's everyone's boss. I thought you had two yeah. bosses and I was like, wait, explain to me why you, you had this one you didn't get along with and this one that you were getting along with. Great. But that was like, yeah. don't share secrets. So interesting. Which one did you, well, we obviously know which one you liked better, but, um, was there ever any part of you? that wanted to go work somewhere else in that less than 24 hours where you made this decision? Did you ever think like, you were like, why your mom was, why did I quit my job? Or why did you quit your job? Was there ever any part of you that's like, I'm going to go start applying? Or was it those seeds that your dad and your stepdad were like, why not do your own thing that that never even crossed your mind? Cause that's where most people naturally, that's where they would go is like, let me start going and applying to jobs. But you went from zero to a hundred. Yeah. Nope. Nothing in my mind thought that I was going to go apply somewhere. You know, making your resume sucks. <laughs> it does suck. It does suck. That's why we have this. That's why we have Thrive Your City Station, y'all. We'll do that for you. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, it's like even like I don't like to do resumes. I would pay someone to do my resume. You know, it's one of those 100%. things that it's like completely daunting. Where that alone, yeah, I could see where it's like, nope, I'm not even gonna look for another job. Trying to look at that resume, it's like, well, that's I'm gonna nope my way out of here. Nope. 
So yeah. interesting. Well, I wanted to so get into my next question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, no, I want you to keep yeah. talking. No, I was just going to say just real quick. Um, so I always had in my mind, and this goes back to manifesting. So I'm, I've been manifesting now mm -hmm. and I didn't realize I've been manifesting my whole life. I just didn't know what it was and I didn't do like the actual mm -hmm. practice of it. But um, I told myself when I was like 18 years old that I would have my own business by the time I was 23. I had my own business when I was 24. So not bad. Uh, so I've always so. had it in my mind. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be a recruiting business. I thought I was going to have my own store, my own like boutique. Yeah. So yeah, it was just kind of like, great. Nope. Have my own business. That's just what I'm doing. Side note. I would love to see some of your fashion designs. Like I would love to see that. Since so you're like, nope, didn't make it. I would love to see what you designed. Do you have any of that? I think of like Romeo and yeah, like Romeo and Michelle. Like that's, that's legit what I'm thinking. Like that was exactly where my mind went of like, that's Brianna. So I'd love to see, but I feel like that's in right now, by the way. So maybe if you want to do a, a fourth job or fifth job, if you don't have enough shit to do, you could start your own I mean, Romeo Michelle inspired life. Of course you do. Um, so one of the things that I want to talk about in this session, because I feel like people don't talk about it a lot, is what was your biggest struggle when starting techies? Like, what was that thing that surprised you? You know, I'm sure you thought at 22 years old, this shit's going to be easy. I got this going off of what your dad had said. Like, what can your boss teach you that you or do for you that you can't do for yourself? What is one thing that was like, oh shit, that surprised me or that was a struggle or a hump that I had to get over that I wasn't anticipating? All the paperwork, the business side of shit sucked like really sucked. Like I was like, Oh God. Oh, we got to actually like have our finances in order. Oh, we got to get a CPA. Oh, we got to, you know, like I have to, um, Oh my God, before I figured out quarterly taxes, cause as a business owner, you don't get a W2. You have to actually like just pay taxes. Like, and it's a big ass chunk. So that after that first year I got strapped with like, like an anxiety attack times a million with my tax bill at the end of the year. Cause I didn't pay quarterly. And I was like, oh, fuck, I got to pay that shit. <laughs> so it's interesting that you have these business owners as dads and yet they, did, they didn't prep you for that or they didn't help you with that part of it. Nope. No. Interesting. No, they didn't tell me shit. They didn't tell me shit. They just said, oh, start your own business. This is the way to go. <laughs> okay. So then at what point in starting your own business, did you reach out to somebody, if at all, to kind of be your mentor or help guide you through that process? So I ended up just using who I still use today is uh, my stepdad's CPA. Okay. And that's pretty much it. But I didn't have any mentor. We just still did it on our own. Um, I mean, actually, like our CPA, was when I when we were ready to hire, um, I don't know if one, this is one of your questions, but we're like, yeah, you know, we're, we're ready to have some employees now. The CPA was like, well, let me tell you something. Employees are the biggest nightmare. If you can do this on your own, do it. And we're like, yeah, thanks for the advice. And we hired someone like the next week. <laughs> so I didn't listen to anybody back then. <laughs> Shocker um, that you didn't listen to anybody and you beat to your, like march the beat of your own drum. I don't think that surprises anybody. Anybody that works with you knows you or any of our listeners. Like you kind of do your own thing. And that's not a bad thing. I just didn't know if at any point you're like, oh shit, I'm in over my head. Like once all the paperwork started coming and you're like, what else do I not know about starting my own business? And then found a mentor. Did anybody help you through that process? Or did you lean on your dad, stepdad at all? Or you were just like, I got this. No, it's just like, I got this. I'll figure it out. I've always been like that. I'll figure it out. I'm a survivor. Is there any reason why you didn't want to ask them for help or guidance? Was it like a pride thing? I find that interesting because you're so big on getting a mentor and training people. I find that interesting. So yeah, I've realized throughout my career that I like to take care of people as opposed to taking care mm. of myself. Uh, yikes. <laughs> I preach. I don't practice what I preach, unfortunately. I mean, I do now, um, but it took me a long time. Amen. I think I can relate to that. And I think a lot of people can in different ways that we like you pour from empty cups, but you give more than, you know, you're giving. Oh, always. Yeah. Um, and so interested to know, did you have to pivot your business model with techies at any point? Like you went into it and you're like, okay, I worked for, I forgot the name of the company that you originally worked for, but you went to start your own agency, do your own thing. Was there any point that you're like, okay, I have to pivot my business model or my mindset or anything like that when starting techies? I, well, so I think with employees, we had to pivot a lot. We were like, great, we're going to have all these people. This is going to be awesome. And they were like, oh, this sucks. 
and it takes away. So the training, so this is the, this is the biggest thing. And this is why I think I got so obsessed with making great training is because when you hire people, so like if, especially when you're the doers, when you're the one that's mm -hmm. bringing in all of the money mm -hmm. and you take the time to now train, it takes all of your money away. So you have to know that while you're getting these people ramped up, your business takes a big hit, not because just you're paying them, but because you're taken away from your bottom line always. Like, that's just the thing, especially with, if it's just you, like I had, I at least had one other person, um, but it was just, I mean, it's, it's really hard. So when we did that, um, we were like, oh my God, these people have to make a certain amount of money for us for this to ever make sense. So then we started getting our like ducks in a row with training. I'm like, no, I can't, if I'm going to take myself, cause I started doing the training cause I became super passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, my business partner at the time was more of a, like, um, I mean, trust me, he was really good back in the heyday, but once we had our business established and stuff, he was like, cool, like, let's sit back and let everyone make money. But I just loved doing it more than he did. Like, I loved just the, I was a candidate. Like, I just loved being on the phone. I loved doing all that stuff. And he just didn't. Um, so then I like to teach that genius. And he also was kind of like, I don't know, I kind of relate him a little bit more to my boss. Like, he was out of the game. And I think once you're out of the game, it's difficult to, one, get the respect of the people around you, but it's difficult to train. So, so it's interesting. What was his role versus yours? Then you say he was his business partner. He was your business partner wanted to kind of sit back and not really do much. You're a doer. I know you're never going to sit back. So what was it just purely financial? Like what was his role then? So what we ended up doing is because I naturally thrived as a sourcer and the candidate person, he was better at um, the client relations. Like he's more of a schmoozer mm. than I am. Okay. So, so that's how we split up. I was basically like, you get the clients, I'll get the candidates. But naturally when you have great candidates, you also get great clients. I yeah. think that's something to, to really talk about in a different episode. But um, so yeah, that's kind of how that laid. And then he took more of like the admin work. Um, Cause you know, I'm not interested in that shit. Like say <laughs> contracts, I <laughs> like doing all that. He was like, I'll take that. <laughs> and so whenever he was like, let's sit back. And you were like, no, I want to be in the trenches. Was he still doing contracts? What was he, what was his involvement? And at what point did you say, okay, this is, we're not aligned and where I want to go, what I want to do and what you want this to be. Actually, after two years, I had a very serious conversation because we were 50, 50. Okay. And I was like, look, I'm making all the deals here. Like I'm not, and I'm training, like, what the hell are you doing? You know? And I very mm. much like, if he's listening, I very much had this conversation with him. So like, I feel good about that. Um, so I came up with the new commission structure, one that held us both accountable. Like it basically said like, look, I get this. You're like, we're in this together. So here's that amount. But here's also, I, if I like just kill it, I also reap the benefits. Yeah. So I, I changed it and he agreed and he understood. And you know, like, um, that's why one of our values at Talent Purchase, keep it real because I've always kept it real. I think this right. is a, a really interesting question to ask you. And a lot of our listeners probably want to know this and anybody that is interested, which we all know we get hit up all the time about this for people starting their own agency. But what made you choose him as a business partner or have a business partner at all? He was my dude. He was like, uh, we just worked really well. So we were at the same agency together. Um, and he was in it first. And so he was kind of like the guy I was chasing to beat. Cause I said he was really good at what he did. So, uh -huh. um, I always wanted to beat him. Okay. And so, you know, it, it was like that cool competition and, um, yeah, I don't know. We just kind of aligned there and he was a ballsy fucker. Like he was just like, it just didn't matter. So we, we were both the same way in that aspect that we were like, you know, well, for example, um, if you went to a casino with him, he's got like 10 grand in his pocket and he's putting five grand on, 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 you know, black. <laughs> like oh my God. The, like that's the type of type of guy he was. And I was there for that. I wanted to quickly mention our sponsor, Recruit CRM. We love how they pave the way for smarter recruiting for recruitment agencies worldwide. Recruit CRM delivers an intuitive all-in-one recruitment software to make recruiting easier and way more efficient. With intelligent features like email autom automation, customizable sales pipeline, integrations, and advanced search, you'll no longer have to waste hours on manual repetitive tasks. Their Candon boards feature helps recruiters drag and drop candidates from one stage to the other and also keeps track of the entire recruiting pipeline with ease. 
I'd also like to point out another cool feature called Hotlist. Now using this feature, you can create candidate lists, mark them as favorites, and make quick comments for future reference. Now this makes sorting and organizing a huge number of CVs super easy. So we're sure you're going to want to check out their power-packed features. So do visit recruitcrm.io and start a free trial. And make sure you click the link below. Yeah. So then going, so what would you do different in selecting a business partner? Cause I've read tons oh. of articles about all the criteria that you need to like vet a business partner. So I'd love to know, like he was your dude, he had balls, whatever, <laughs> all the things that you're mentioning, but like, what would you do? What would you do different as far as like selecting and the criteria for a business partner today? You have already to wish have you would have known. Oh yeah. Sorry. I mean, all those things. Um, you have to have someone that is the complete opposite. Like Boom. there shouldn't be similarities like really at all. And um, that's so great. I just got chills when you said that, which we all know happens often when you and I record, <laughs> but it's, it's because you wouldn't think that it would be that way. You know, like I would have thought exactly what you thought, like like-minded individuals, you both have similar work styles and work the same way. So I wouldn't think that you would need somebody the complete opposite but I do understand it now, you know, in, in just us working together, I understand it a little bit more of like where we balance each other out, but that makes total sense. But I don't think people would naturally think that that's, you need to find someone the exact opposite of you when going into business with somebody. Yep. And you have to have, and I guess it's kind of like a marriage. You have to know and agree with how you're going to get there and what your end state is. Mm. Like you definitely have to agree what your end state is. That's like, that gives me chills. Because I mean, okay, let's, let's not get nitty gritty into marriages, but we all know that I'm divorced. So, <laughs> but you know, it's like, um, your, your whys change constantly. Your, um, mm. definition of success changes constantly. And so you have to always talk about those things. And then naturally it's like, you don't want to, um, kind of start despising the one, the other, because you think you're working harder. There's always going to be someone in a relationship of biz business or not that thinks they're pulling more weight than the other person. And that's not good. That's so true. And you grow resentful. Yeah. Very that's resentful. so true. Very resentful. Yeah. And then it just starts eating you up inside. And then it's like, you're almost competing. Like I started competing against my business partner at one point and it was like, why, you know, we're supposed to be in this together, you know? Yeah. So whenever he transitioned out and you had that conversation with him, what was that like? Ooh, <laughs> give me a separate episode. I should have him on for that. <laughs> a cocktail for this one? You need yeah. a drink for this one? <laughs> no, that was a pretty gnarly, that was a pretty gnarly conversation. Um, but so I, I, this will give you representation. I'm not, I don't think you're gonna be surprised, but, um, I went into it again, just as I, as I went into building techies, I went into essentially breaking up techies the same manner where I didn't mm. give a fuck. Like I didn't give a fuck. So I was literally like, I'm done. You can have techies if you want. Keep in mind, I have a li my license plates techies. I guess what it says. <laughs> so, so, so I was literally like, um, I'm done. I'm done with you. Um, you can have techies if you want, or you could leave and I'll wave a non-compete. You can go start your own agency and I'll keep techies and I'll pay you for it. And he was like, he called my bluff and he was like, you're not going to leave techies, your license plates techies. Like you breathe, you live and breathe techies. That's and a little like, commitment. License yeah, plate. It is. It's, it's like a tattoo. <laughs> oh, you don't know if I have one on my ass. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, no, you can literally have it. He's like, what are you going to do with your license plate? I'm like, get rid of it. I don't know. You can have it. Like I'm done. Like, like that was like, I was very like, I'm super cut and dry and I have been accused of heartless, of being heartless. Um, but it, no, it was just like, sometimes business is business. There's no emotion in that. And yeah, but lots of times, I mean, there's tons of emotion in business. So that's kind of a, a crazy sentence, right? It contradicts yeah. each other all the time. But at that moment in time, I was so done that I'm like, no, mm -mm. Go ahead. So what I did was I said, um, so he agreed. He's like, no, I'll, I'll leave. I said, okay, I will let you take every single person that we have if they want to go. I wanted to quickly mention our sponsor, Recruit CRM. We love how they pave the way for smarter recruiting for recruitment agencies worldwide. 
Recruit CRM delivers an intuitive all-in-one recruitment software to make recruiting easier and way more efficient. With intelligent features like email autom automation, customizable sales pipeline, integrations, and advanced search, you'll no longer have to waste hours on manual repetitive tasks. Their Candon boards feature helps recruiters drag and drop candidates from one stage to the other and also keeps track of the entire recruiting pipeline with ease. I'd also like to point out another cool feature called Hot List. Now using this feature, you can create candidate lists, mark them as favorites, and make quick comments for future reference. Now this makes sorting and organizing a huge number of CVs super easy. But we're sure you're gonna to wanna to check out their power-packed features, so do visit recruitcrm.io and start a free trial. And make sure you click the link below. And how many like, went? Seriously, I'm like, uh, two. Out of how many? Um, uh, 15 at the time. Wow. I was just interested to know, like, did they, because people pick up on that. The employees pick up on, like, if there's a weird vibe between the owners and founders. And so that's interesting to know that they, and like, who's the one that's really going to take this business to the next level? And they clearly thought you. No offense to him. Don't know him. But if he's ever listens, but they clearly were like, this is who I'm going to attach myself to. Yeah, um, it was different relationships. Again, I think it was a different time in each of our lives, um, unfortunately. And again, he was really good at one point. Um, we worked really, really well together at one point. But um, again, the, the end state, it's like, that's the end state. We weren't in agreement on on the end state. And I think that was the, the ultimate issue. So curious to know, and you don't have to go too deep into this or even talk about it if you don't want to, but I'm curious to know. So you obviously maintained ownership of techies. What did he go do? Did he go start his own agency? He did. He started his own agency. It uh, lasted, I think, two to three years. Um, and then now he actually has an amazing career internally. So um, he did. He did come out a winner, but it, it, it was just different, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, and I don't know if I was ever cut out to be an internal recruiter. Uh, Interesting. I yeah. Yeah. So, um, what changes did you have to make going from being, you know, an employee working for somebody else to then owning a, your own business? Like as far as your mindset, schedule, like that sort of stuff, what did, what changes did you have to make? So uh, let's go back again to how young I was. <laughs> so so uh, none of them. Partied, yeah, none of them. We partied a lot. So when we first got going, we were making loads of money. We just hit it. It was also a good time in the market. Mm -hmm. um, again, we we were we didn't have any kids. We weren't married. Like there was just like there was just other things. If I were to have started, you know, techies today, it would be significantly different. There'd be a lot more challenges. Um, but at the time it was just like, woo, it's raining. We were celebrating. Like I was really big into celebrating your highest. So you understand your lows, like all of those things. We had tons of different like sales challenges. Uh, we ended up, you know, growing really nicely, but, um, then it got, I mean, we even had a, a ping pong room and we actually had ping pong times. We like 10 30 and two were like, literally we, it didn't matter. We stopped work and we had our ping pong tournaments. This um, sounds like Wolf, Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. It, it was really does. That we cared about. Right. <laughs> uh, but then not only are you growing up, but your business becomes bigger. Your overhead is larger. The risk is more. I was married and I had, uh, I had Diego. And so it was just, um, it just meant more. So, I mean, I got rid of the ping pong room. I got rid of people. Like there was definitely times where I'm like, out, you guys are out. Like, this is enough. Like grow the fuck up. Right. It, be, it yeah. became too much of Wolf of Wall Street and not enough making money. Uh, and it was like, mm. look, you guys, we're here for a business, not just because we enjoy hanging out with each other, right? Like, sure, it's fun, but it became too much. So we had to pivot the shit. We had to get rules. We had to get structure. All of that shit that I, I hate, we had to do because it's like, again, I'm not going to sit here and watch, you know, my, my uh, bottom line get destroyed. Is so was there like a because this is a, I've heard this story guys about how she started her own like what led you to start your own agency but I've never heard this level of detail so I'm super intrigued to know you know was there one was it just over time that you're like okay fuck this some people have to go they're not taking it seriously or was there a specific event that kind of set that in motion that you're like fuck this like something happened one day and you're like fuck this. Yeah. So um, we have uh, again just like Wolf of Wall Street we had we didn't have any like. I was never in an office. We always had like these hubs. What do we call it? We call it something. 
um, like the sales pit or something like that. Anyways, we had these mm. hubs and um, then I decided, you know what? Cause you know, I love myself some competition. We decided that we were going to compete against the hubs, you know? Like, oh, yeah. So, and so we're like, Hey, who can make the most money? And like, I put myself on one team, he put himself on the other team, you know, all this shit. Right. And um, when I started realizing, wow, I am the owner. I am, we didn't have a finance person. We didn't have an HR. I had an assistant. That was it. Um, who, who pretty much did like the office stuff and make mm-hmm. sure, make sure we had our alcohol and snacks. Uh, but, priorities. But, priorities. Um, I realized I was still the freaking top biller. And mm-hmm. again, I got really resentful. So I have gone through many different resent levels throughout my career. And once I get there, I mean, I even did that with my marriage too. Like once you get too resentful and lose respect for, for just employees and how they're spending their time and that I have to now, like whenever I have to watch you, you know, like how we have, I mean, you need KPIs, Uh right? Everyone needs to know what kind of thing. I never started a business to micromanage someone. That was never my thing. What I wanted to do is I wanted to give people the tools to soar. I wanted people to buy houses, to get cool shit, to go on cool vacations. Like let's make millions of dollars, everybody. Like that was my whole thing my whole reason and once I had to start being the fun police when trust me that is not my thing I was like uh uh-uh so yeah no it it was an event when everyone was playing ping pong I missed our ping pong day because I had fucking shit to do and our numbers were shitty that's when I got upset that's why I was like we're done was there so that was there ever a moment in all of that when you're like I'm still the top biller I'm still like I'm doing I'm the owner and I'm doing all of this shit and still billing the most where you're like I'm just going to get rid of all the employees and do like a one man show, like kind of how your, was it your CPA said to do like, just be, just do this yourself with no employees. If you can. I have thought about that so many times, like, so, so even times. recently, I, Oh, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's hard. Having employees is really hard is really hard and it doesn't yeah. matter um where the money's coming from who's doing the most work sometimes it's just like what would it look like if i stripped it down yeah um and it's uh, uh, throughout my entire career i've thought that um not always going down to just me because <laughs> i feel like i'd start talking to myself a little too much <laughs> <laughs> i could see that same <laughs> same i probably but, would too but very lean, like, like, like two, three people kind of a thing, you know, and just rock it and own it and not have, you know, all the red tape. Yeah. But I, I also think though, once you have a business, once you have employees, once you start doing that stuff, um, you have a different purpose in life Yeah, and it's hard to go backwards. Like think about like you have kids. Can you imagine now not having them? Probably not. No. No. And it's, I mean, it's no longer, I feel like that is kind of your other baby, your business. It's no longer just about you and letting those people go obviously has implications on their lives and their ability to feed their families. And like, you have to have some responsibility or have to feel, I imagine some sort of responsibility over that. Um, but then it's also too, I think about the balance of like, if that, if that stresses a person out to have all of that and they could successfully do it on their own with, and preserve some mental health and, you know, actually be in a more positive mental state, more work-life balance, whatever that looks like for an individual. You also have to think about yourself too. So when in those moments where you've thought about, like you said, you've thought about this throughout your entire career of like, just kind of being a one man show. I say one man, but I mean, like you said, two or three people. I really mean woman. Yeah. One woman show. <laughs> um, what talks you out of that? Is it that responsibility over the others or, or what really talks you out of that and wanting to maintain owning businesses? Um, actually I am going to quote my ex-husband shockingly. Um, but he, uh, at one point he was like, Brianna, you were born for this shit. Like mm. you, you would be literally bored out of your mind. Like you might enjoy it for a couple months, but that's not what you're meant to do anymore. You're meant to mentor, to lead, to build. Um, so I was like, I had that moment where I'm like, Yes, I am. You know, I was like, all right. You know, and I kind of got the chills from that. I'm like, yeah, no, like I am born for this. This is what I was meant to do. Um, I don't know. Like I sometimes, I, I believe in faith a lot. And so yeah. I believe that people were meant to do certain things and to affect certain people in certain ways. And I just think about all like, and I, I know you're, you know, you're so high up in your career and you've touched so many different people in lots of different ways. 
not in a weird way, Taylor. I'm like, uh, but <laughs> don't say that out loud. <laughs> but uh, no, like you know, you hear the feedback on how you affect someone, not even trying sometimes, and um, yeah, it's powerful. And that's and that's what gives you, I think, what helps you wake up in in the morning and do it again. So I'm gonna, I'm going to put you in the hot seat and keep firing like these questions at you because one could argue that you're already doing that via the millionaire recruiter. You're already training, you're mentoring, you're already, I mean, so many people reach out. So you have such a huge following on there. So it's like, you're already doing that in some capacity. So, and I understand if that doesn't check your box or fill your cup up in that regard, because you also have diversity that you do that with talent purge. So you're able to do that in many different avenues, but you could get that elsewhere. You could check that box elsewhere via the millionaire recruiter because you're already doing it. So I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just like poking holes in what you're saying and really trying to put you in the hot seat of like, if what would somebody want to know if they were going to start their own business and to have that perspective? Because I'm sure everybody's thought that owns their own business at some point. It's easier if I just do it myself. Yeah. So I think that goes to how strong of a, um, of a delegator you are, mm. which is, is so when you're starting your own business, you have to really think about that. Like, is that a skill of yours? Uh, do you have to do everything? on your own or do you actually like to give direction and then see it like all you know come to life um i like to do both and i'm not afraid to let it go Mm, Um, but it it took time but that yeah but that definitely took took a lot of time and then also when you let go and this is again for if anyone that's thinking about i need to start my own business you have to let go you cannot be involved in everything. You will like burn yourself to the ground very quickly. And if you're the type of person that cares that it's not perfect, then there's a problem. There's going to be a problem. There's going to be lots of problems. That's a really good point. Like that's really good insight to have. I think of like, what are some of those other skills? Like you're saying that if you're not somebody that tends to delegate, you have to own everything. What are some of the other skills that you feel like someone needs to evaluate before starting their own business? I'm going to put our director of finance on finance on blast for a second. Uh, she said this comment that I laugh every single time where she's like, Rita, I have grandma skin in comparison to you. <laughs> Remember that? And I, oh my God. And, and so what she's talking about is, so as a business owner, you have to have really thick skin, like alligator shit. Like you cannot get rattled. You cannot get scared. There are lots of fearful moments um, going through business always. I've had thousands of them where you're like, fuck. Um, I remember my uh, my old um, boss said that at one point when he started his agency, he said that he would come come home and be in the fetal position crying as I had to like, <laughs> I had to like drag him off the ground sometimes. And I was like, that's an interesting uh, <laughs> coping mechanism. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I am picturing this right now. Uh, but but he's he's right. Like I mean, uh, it's it's really really hard. You have to um, you have to be able to bounce back really quickly, and you have to be a blind optimistic. Like just I'm optimist. I'm an optimist, and it doesn't matter what the fuck's going on. It doesn't matter. Like uh, so, I did a tough mutter one time, and um, they actually I love the story. Lot- <laughs> they had lines <laughs> of electricity coming down. And uh, I was actually, it was with my, my ex-husband at the time. And um, we were going through and all these women were just like, bam, we're just going to get this shit done. Who cares? Right. And there's these big, tough guys that are like going through like, uh, uh, and, and that's, and that's business, you know? So it's like, get that shit over with, just go through. It's going to sting. It's going to hurt, but you, you can't move forward if you just don't go, if you just don't do it. I love that analogy. That's fucking hilarious. There are all the men and the women that like, we give birth to children and we're just like, you know, it, I, I have the funniest video. I won't share it because he'd kill me. But, uh, but the commentator is literally like, you know, he's like, look at all these women going through and look at these guys on the side. And they're like, like he was just, oh my God, it was hilarious. I watched that a trillion times. I thought you were going to tell this story about where you went in the porta potty and like slapped yourself in the face and like, oh, that's you my know. marathon story. <laughs> Marathon tough butter, but that's still, a, I feel like that's a relatable thing for business owners. Like some days you're just going to have to like smack yourself in the face and be like, suck it up. Like move. You got to keep going. Oh, right. Okay, or you're in yes. the fetal position crying. 
<laughs> yep. Okay. So, um, who uh, Emily, who I ended up making uh, CEO of Techies at the end, uh, we had a day. I don't honestly know what happened, but it, obviously some shit hit the fan. And she was like, I'm like, do you need me to slap you? She's like, yeah. And without hesitation, I whapped her across the face <gasps> so hard. And she was like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, what? I was like, you just told me to slap you. You're like, Brianna, but I can And so now whenever whenever she asks me that, she's pretty careful. Yeah. We don't promote workplace violence, guys, by the way. This is her bestie, so it's uh, acceptable for her to slap her when she gives consent to be slapped. Thank you, Taylor. I didn't think about that that way. I had to put this disclaimer. Oh, shit. You know, we're unfiltered, but I'm like, yeah, we're not promoting smacking the shit out of somebody, even though sometimes like on a daily, you could probably want to do that, but yeah, I, I actually, <laughs> yes. Well, and I've actually, as you know, used that story to motivate me a day that I, I was just like having a fucking day. And you were like, I, it was just a look. I just was talking to you. It was a look. And I'm like, I need to just slap myself in the porta potty and be motivated by a popsicle. Like this is a slap myself in the porta potty moment. Get your shit together and keep going. But I feel like as a business owner, you have a lot of those days. And I feel like you specifically, have a lot of those days where you just like, despite everything, can put a smile on your face and you just keep fucking going. It just keeps swimming. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help anyone, including yourself, to not have a smile on your face. You know, it's like, what? Okay. Um, Absolutely. I love, so So we have similar age kids, everyone, if you don't know, but um, I, as I speak like this, I talk like this to my kids. Like I, I talk like an adult to them always. And I was so thrilled the other day when Diego, it, and it's Diego and Lima, and he's holding this piece of ice. He's like, time me to see how long I can hold this ice. I was like, okay. Mm. So it was like, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds or something. And he's like, okay, now I'm going to have a smile on my face. Let's see how much longer I can do it. And oh my God, I had such joy. And he almost went, I think like a minute. So it was significantly longer because the smile triggers the head. And I love, because I've told him that, and I love that he took that practice and actually went with it. And I was like, I like hugged him and he was just like, hi, mom. Like, what's, what's the big deal? He, he thought I was just so excited that he held ice for a minute. <laughs> he's going to be so, when you tell him that story when he's older, that's going to be really cool because also I can't wait to see what he does when he gets older. Like if he's already got that kind of determination and positivity, he's going to change the world. Yeah. Um, so, okay. You mentioned making Emily the CEO, which I know, but I would love to hear kind of like what, what brought you to that decision to make her the CEO and then transition to starting talent perch. And then very shortly after Thriversity. Yeah. So I think the end of the story will probably go into the fall a little bit. Um, and it's oh. not because of Emily. Um, but so <sighs> I had to take a sigh. <sighs> um, so throughout, when you're an entrepreneur and again, you're, you're hit levels of success. Like I, I set up different things. I changed my success. I changed my, like what I'm grabbing for. And then I mm. think when you have like at, at the, the, the tippity top here, like, okay, once I grab this, like I fucking did it. Right. Yeah. So I felt like I was at that moment where I'm like, I fucking did it. And for some reason that didn't trigger me to then put a set another goal. So naturally I was like, well, I guess I just need to start a new company. Like I'm fucking bored. Um, everything's running really well. Uh, we had made it through COVID, you know, yeah, there was some rocky stuff, but we just went out, you know, we did great. And um, there was all these things that I was hitting. I was hitting all of my, like the, how much money I wanted to make, um, how much time off I was having, like all of that shit. Like it, it was just really going really well. So I'm like, well, seems like it's going too well. Time to make myself uncomfortable again. You know, that's, that's, that's when you start hitting some real shit is when you're uncomfortable. So, so that's interesting. Would you yeah. go back then? And you said, instead of creating another goal, I created another company. So would you go back and would you have, um, and we're not getting into the fall, but if you could do, we're talking about what you did in the rise and what you do differently, the height of techie success, would you have just set another goal for yourself? Yeah, I would have done it differently. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't talent virtual and have existed. I just would have gone about it differently. So that's why I said, let's if yeah. for the fall because it goes into the comeback stuff. But um, I would have absolutely done things a lot differently. Okay. Well, um, I can't wait because it's like, <laughs> I can't wait to hear your answer on that. Like what would you have done differently? I'm so intrigued by all of this. Cause I've never heard this level of detail again. It's crazy. Cause you just don't yeah. show all this. Uh, yeah. No, I um, mean, come on. You don't ask. I don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true at all. You tell it all. Um, so, okay. Then this is a good one. A good question to end this episode on her. Um, so, you could answer either one of these. Like, what would you say is the greatest accomplishment one can have as a business owner? 
a general perspective, or what would you say your greatest achievement has been since starting your businesses? Ooh, that's a big one. So my first like inkling is money. Like, cause mm. that's, that's what makes the world go around. Like, you know, I end all of For my sure. YouTubes. That's the money that, you know, it's the vessel that gets you to where you want to go. Right. Right. It's essentially, it lets you do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't care about so, money at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grind hustle. <laughs> that's a big hundred dollar bill. Money doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, sorry. Uh, it always does. Um, I love that. Does money buy you happiness? Absolutely. And also buys you your therapist and your coach and, <laughs> and freedom and time. And yeah. And that makes me happy. It, it does. Uh, no. So, so first of all, I think um, you have to ask yourself the why, like everyone wants to be their own boss. Um, yep. Why? Like that whole, like that again, I think should be another episode because I can go into that a lot and I can show you where I think people misstep on that. Uh, but it, I, I think it needs to be, what's your money goal? Like, what are, what do you want to make? And can you not make that somewhere else? Can you only make it from starting this company? I think that's mm. really a, a, a crucial thought process. And so um, I did definitely get there. Um, I would hit money goals for myself every single year. And um, so I made sure that I, I did that every year. That was, that was the crucial point. Um, and if I didn't, then I would pivot um, or, or do something slightly different. But it was only once that I had to do that. So I'm really thankful for that, for sure. Um, shit. What was the other question? I felt like you asked me two questions. <laughs> I did. It, yeah, I did. They were t two similar, but related. So one was like general, what's the greatest achievement somebody can have and start as a business owner. Oh, yeah. And then, um, what is specifically your greatest achievement? And it could be at any of the businesses you've started. What is your single handedly, your greatest achievement or the thing you're most proud of? Yeah. Okay. So it's definitely that I've, I've hit my, my money goals every single time. Um, and then, you know, like when I'm manifesting, do I, I want this house? I want an investment property. I want this, I want that, you know, um, all of the different wants, um, I have checked off. Thank you. Yay. Um, but then I would actually think that my greatest accomplishment, um, is that all of my long-term employees, so I got to see them grow up, right? Like we mm. all grew up with each other. So at the end, um, I, I was with them for six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, and all of those core—I call them my core techies employees—they had all bought houses. They oh, all that gave you chills. Yeah, they all bought new cars. They, you know, what I mean, like they all and every single one of them thanked me for that. And I'm getting the chills now too because that was a crazy cool accomplishment. It was um, all of our our parties and stuff. Like whenever we hit different, um, you know, like money goals that we set, I would take them to somewhere really fucking lavish. And it was always my goal to give them an experience they haven't experienced before. And so it was like, I, 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 don't, I don't know, like, it, I guess it's kind of weird to say, but it's like, yeah, that was just such a success for me to see other people that I, I contributed to their success and that thanked me for it. And they knew it, you know, like, I thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. That is really cool that it's like you've achieved a certain level of success where it's like no longer just about your success. You want to see others be successful too. You know, that's Which, what it sounds yes. like. Which is, by the way, its own transition. And um, when I removed myself from the sales pit and put myself in the office, because that was the way to up-level myself and grow my mm -hmm. own career, because I started to grow my own career, which I forgot about a lot, True. a lot. And so when I did that, I literally cried like a fucking baby in my office, like for the first week. Every morning, every morning I would go into my office because I was like mourning my own career. Like that's what it was. I was literally no longer an IC. I had to remove myself and act like a real CEO. And that was really hard for me. That was probably the hardest thing I've had to do. That's so interesting, but it doesn't surprise me as, as well as I feel like I know you now, like you love to be an IC. Like you're, you talk about your passion projects being sourcing and whatnot. I mean, you truly are like... So when you talk about your business partner wanted to just kind of sit back and cash checks, it just can be more misaligned from how you are. Because if anything, it's like, we got to pull you out of the trenches. Got to pull yeah. you out of, out of the gutter. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But no. I love well, You might. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in Arizona. No. Um, but pull you out of the trenches. But I think, I think it's really good that you have stayed and kept a pulse on the business, the market, like the different tools, technologies, the best ways to recruit. Like you haven't removed yourself after all these years from the day to day of recruiting. And I think that's also what's helped to make you really successful. It's like, you're not, you know, you said you forgot about your own career, which I'd love to talk more about that. Cause I think that's really interesting is like, cause one would argue, but you started your own business. 
Like, mm. How is that not your career? You know, what do you mean you forgot about your own career? And so, yeah, would you say like that's that you forgot about your to work on your passion projects? Whereas like now I know you make time for those things. Yeah. Did you not make time for those things in the techies days? Uh, I, well, I didn't remove myself until like almost the end. Like it was I don't like think you ever last... remove yourself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> ever. Um, well, but I actually think, so what you all talked about, I think that's why my companies are so successful because I am not like that CEO at the pillar, like looking down at people. I need to know if I'm going to be the one that is teaching and that is like setting these learnings into motion, I have to know what the hell is going on. I can't have this weird, you know, th things change too much in the recruiting industry. I, I can't be like that. So would you say when you said you, you like forgot about your own career, did you just, oh, yeah. did you set aside the coaching and training and the mentoring that you like to do? Is that what you mean? Or did you stop actually recruiting? Like what about it? Did you set aside? So I think that, um, when you run a business and well, when you're a business owner and or especially when you have that like CEO title, people think a certain thing about you. You think that True. you don't have all the answers. You think that you're prim and proper. You think that, you know, you're very strategic and you have it all laid out. You have a fucking business plan. I've never made a business plan, you know? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, no I know that. Um, but, uh, uh, it's like, no, we're just going to execute. Like I, I, I'm someone that just executes, executes, executes. And, um, so what I didn't do is I did didn't um, train an emotional intelligence soon enough. I didn't mm. get an exec coach soon enough. I didn't get a mentor. You know how I said, I didn't have anyone to mentor you. No, I didn't get a mentor. Um, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't go to, not that I think you have to go to college, but it's like, yeah, I didn't have any of the, that foundation set. And mm. so because I enjoyed being an IC so much and I just loved bringing in revenue and, and being a part of it. Um, I know you and I have conversations like, look, our, our success was always how much revenue we brought in. And so mm. now when you move into the mentorship and the leadership, that's not your job anymore. It's yeah. the other, you're supposed to inspire and teach others how to do that. And so when you are, don't know how to, um, I guess, understand your success or, 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 or um, why am I missing the word here? <laughs> but judge, judge how you are successful. Um, Gage. And it gets, I'm like, okay, I'm off the word. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> it gets, it gets really difficult. And so like, I didn't work on the actual fundamentals on what it's supposed to be, to be a CEO and business owner, because uh, being an IC and CEO are two completely different hats, completely different skill sets. Um, it takes a lot. It's, it's very different. So whenever I hear someone saying like, oh my God, I want to learn the recruiting industry and I want to start my own business. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you got to be really good at least one of those things. You have to be a badass recruiter or if you have to be a badass business owner to do both at the same time. I don't want to say it's impossible because that's not my thing, but fuck it's it. You're going to really challenge yourself. So what do you, you think you do yourself. do better? of the two, what do you think you do better? And then Ooh, what? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, Cause it has been a while since I've been able to be an actual straight up IC. So I'm starting to get back into more of like the biz dev portions of the job that I used to do. So I think what I do best is inspire people and motivate people. Um, but I also- That was the I most non-answer answer. <laughs> answer I've ever heard you give. Like it's the most non-answer <laughs> answer of like, but I, love that. I could tell that you're having a moment of reflection and really moment. thinking yeah. of like, what, which one, not what, which one do you enjoy more? Which one do you think yeah, you're better right. at? That's really hard because when you say enjoy versus better at, it's two separate mm -hmm. things. You it know? is. So yeah, I'm actually, I'm really, I'm really reflecting because I don't, I don't even know, you know, I don't know anymore. I'm sorry. I'm going to give an, an actual no answer. I don't know anymore. Oh my God. Well, that is the realest answer. I got chills from that because that's a real answer. Like the real, real, the real shit, real spit. And I think that that also positions us nicely to go into the next, the fall series. Um, so hit them with a broke to boss tip based on the rise. Ooh. Hit them on the, uh, based on the rise. Not so, physically um, though. Cause we know you do that. <laughs> Apparently. 
I'm not going to tangent. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Uh, so if, if, if I could go back thinking in the rise, like when I'm at the high, like I'm thinking like I'm making the most money and the most revenue, uh, things are just rolling, you know, no stress, all those things. Um, the thing that I wish I would have done was I wish I would have got someone to help out with the finances. So, you know, like, um, I don't know if everyone knows, but this is the first year in 14 years I've actually had someone be in finance and not only one person, I have two people. I have a director of finance. We have some, we have um, someone helping her on her team. And I wish I would have had someone do that for me because I've been my CFO for 13 years. And uh, because I am scared of the word budget, the B word, uh, I probably spent a whole lot of money that I did not have to. <laughs> you know, I like shiny pennies. I like new tools. So the broke to boss tip is basically get your shit together know your genius and, um, and get someone to control your finances for sure. Cause you don't want to wake up and be like, I made so much money. I have no money. <laughs> Where the fuck did it go? Yeah. No, I definitely, <laughs> you, you, I de you definitely, but you like to spoil others with that too. You know, it's not like you're just going I and do, I'm, I'm putting this disclaimer on it. So you don't seem like you're just out here spending all this money that you're making. You spoil the shit out of your team or did, you know, with the techies, all this trips and everything you're talking yeah. about. But I think it's really good to, I mean, and just in life in general, have a pulse on your finances, know what you can spend. So like, the, I think that overall, that's a really good broke to boss, literally broke to boss tip. Yeah, get. literally broke to boss. I kept it literal this time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys for part two, which is the fall series. Sounds good, y'all. Thanks so much. Thanks, Taylor, for uh, praising right. the shit out of me. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, y'all, for joining and listening. See you, see you next Tuesday.